flavor bin. The Louisiana episode. Yeah, it feels good to be back, right? It feels really good. I can't wait to get this out to the people. I know. We just have hit disgusting levels of not doing flavor bin. Yeah, we were uh, down in Hawaii and then Baton Rouge filming uh, this film Battleship, and we're about halfway done with it, but we've put together a pretty impressive flavor bin for you. This is a good one. It's been a fun one to put together. Let's start it off with this interview. Uh, I ran into Scott Campbell, artist and... Tattoo artist as well. I ran into him down in Miami. He's a Louisiana native, has some insight. Great way to kick off the Louisiana episode. Yeah, and it all ties together because Scott developed some of the tattoos for Rihanna's character in the film Battleship. Tattoos? She must play a badass. People ask us that, right? How's Rihanna? Badass. That's how she is. All right? Rihanna's dope. Riri's my girl, yo. Right? She was feeling your ring. Yeah, Riri stepped to me. She's like, yo, your ring is cool, man. I was like, yo, thanks, Riri. Parker, you got it going on over there, kid. I really should have kicked it to her a little more, I think. Oh, my God. Labor. I'm here with Scott Campbell, Art Basel, Miami. I'm down in Baton Rouge and on Battleship. And you were saying you, you developed some tattoos for Rihanna for that? Yeah, ended up flying up, meeting her in Syracuse one night at like one in the morning after a show. And we just like sat there all night and figured out the tattoos and uh, cool. did a bunch of designs for her. It was fun. Listen, man, what's this I saw? You you destroyed a bunch of your artwork outside of a gallery. You got anything you can say about that? I, I, you know, I have kind of like a delicate truce with the gallery at the moment, so I have to be a little bit diplomatic in the phrasing. But, uh, you know, long story short, I, I was kind of, I, was, I had to leave Mexico and I was uncomfortable, um, you know, leaving my work in hands that I didn't trust. And I, conveniently enough, there's a gas station right across the street from the gallery, so I filled up a can of gasoline and doused it and lit it on fire. Great. Hey, have you, are you familiar with that uh, band in the UK did the KLF, Burning a Million Pounds? Did you ever hear I about remember that? that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Old back. Old industrial days, yeah. yeah. We down in Louisiana Well, in town, you grew up down in Louisiana, is what yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, I grew up uh, about 30 minutes outside of New Orleans, a little, little town called Bayou Hermitage, which uh, it's kind of crazy. My grandfather, back in the 50s, was kind of an eccentric, and he, he spent my whole family's life savings and bought six square miles of marshland in the middle of nowhere and moved my family out there uh, under the hopes that they would discover oil. And of course, it never turned up oil, and my grandmother always kind of like was bitter at him. <laughs> Resented for, that. Yeah. But, uh, but it ended up evolving into this little fishing community. My mom grew up there, and I lived there for years when I was a kid. Uh, so maybe like 40 families out there. Wow. It's, it's pretty podunk. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know what's going on. What's Flavor Bin? I just went to a Saints game like three weeks ago. Oh, man. That's... I imagine when you were growing oh, up, it was like they paper were, bag Being, being a Saints fan was essentially just like accepting you'll never, ever win. But just be like, but that's who we are, and we're proud of it anyway. Whew, I'm telling you, the whole place went black and gold. It was amazing. Yeah, they did so they much not fun. fuck around. I'm going to complain <laughs> about those stoplights. I love Louisiana, but those stoplights, what's up? Yeah, there's time is different down there. It's definitely an, a more, much more abundant resource than it is in New York City. The stoplights like are like four or five minutes. Yeah, it's well, ridiculous. Stoplights are like smoke breaks for them. How do you feel about when people say New Orleans? New Orleans? That's okay. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, in order in order for there to be a south, there has to be a north. Right. What's the preferred pronunciation of things down there? New Orleans? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, Nolans. If, Nolans. If, it changes according to how many, how much bourbon you've drank. All right, Scott, thanks again. Yeah, for sure. We're building and concentrating all this flavor in there. there, there. Woo! 
sweet. Damn, Bill, you just have all the fucking hot artists in your pocket. <laughs> that dude's a cool cat, right? What's the name of his shop in Brooklyn? Save Tattoo. Oh, Save Tattoo in Brooklyn. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just... What are you doing? Uh, microwavable popcorn. What's um? What's the trick to microwavable popcorn? Do you watch it and just wait till the popping stops? Time you it definitely out. don't wait till the popping stops. Right, that burns it. I mean, unless you like burned popcorn. I hate it. Okay. What's the trick? Well, the trick is, I think, just to keep a watchful eye. Actually, more of a watchful ear, an attentive ear. You know, there's kind of a natural bell curve to popping popcorn. Mm-hmm. You know, like it'll start. There we go. Mm-hmm. Bill, what happened? <laughs> well, that was our best piece. <laughs> it was a good piece. But the recorder battery died, and uh, you know, whatever. You don't even need to know Dude, more than that. You're the most overrated, organized person I've ever <laughs> met in my life. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not a lot left in that anyway. Basically, it's don't let the popcorn burn. Don't be that guy. You know, that's about it. Now, this is your boy Kid Cuddy. Right, I'm chilling here at the drive-thru with my man Flavor Ben. We're getting some tacos. Hey, Flavor Ben, what you want? Okay. You want extra sauce? Hot sauce, mild, we want. Doesn't matter to you, I'm surprised it's cool. Holla at me, man. Oh, I just dropped it in the flavor bin. Man, Louisiana was cool. That Saints game that we went to. Everywhere we went on Sunday, Everybody was wearing a Saints jersey. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, banners hanging out like two dat. You know, like yeah. they they thought they were gonna take it. Unfortunately, they they didn't get further along. But man, they destroyed the Seahawks in the game we saw. Bill, this has been some trip down to Louisiana. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's you crazy. Tell the fans where we are right now. We're in the Superdome. Front row. Act like you know. I don't see an empty seat. Yeah, I don't see anybody that isn't wearing black, gold, or white. It's mandatory or you don't come through the door. How do you feel about the food out here, man? Oh, it's great. I just had an alligator sausage. Alligator sausage? Yeah. It didn't taste like anything I haven't had before. It's just a good feeling to be able to say I had alligator now. Did you see that blonde cheerleader wave at me when I waved at her? Yeah, that blonde cheerleader did wave at you. I, I saw that. That's because we're, we're like in the front row. Flavor bit. Throwback. Good seats, huh? You're in the wrong seat, buddy. Come on. Oh. I must be in the front row. Like beer from Miller, everything you always wanted in a beer, and less. Colby, we were talking about mascots, and the Saints mascot. That, yeah, he's, he's, he's got that glancing shifty 60s, like, yeah, clip man. <laughs> shifty 60 clip art. Parker, we might get to dance again. What's that track? It's like, stand up, kick from. Yeah, maybe. Those signs, they'll make an acronym out of yeah. ABC or something about yeah, how yeah. the Chiefs are going to beat up on somebody. Guaranteed to get yourself on TV when they <laughs> yeah, come back good. from like the four-minute commercial break <laughs> in the third quarter. There were, there were these guys dressed up as Kiss, and I thought they missed their chance because they just yeah. looked straight like Kiss, but they should have gone gold and black. And the reason I bring this up is that as I was walking by, there was this guy next to me who heard me say that to you, yeah. and he was like, yeah, right? That'd be way more Houdat, right? Yeah, that and would he, be and way more Houdat. Yeah, he used Houdat as like... You know, an adjective or a state of being, and I thought that was pretty yeah. awesome. I'm like, yeah, that would have been Huda. Yeah, that would have been Huda. <laughs> don't bow down on nobody's ground. Oh, how we love you call us Indian red. I snuck out of the bar with like a beer under my shirt. He's like, What are you doing, man? That's all right. You can take that beer out. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Ice cold beer. Ice cold beer. Two for five, four for ten. Flavor. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a fun trip to that game, and I want to thank you once again for getting those tickets. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> and we just finished up America's Best Dance Crew, Season 6. Season of the All-Star. Yeah, it was good. Spoiler alert here. Congratulations to I Am Me. Mm. It was Houston, right? Yeah, we're the champs. First yeah. time champions didn't come from Southern California. I want to play my favorite sample of the whole season. Peacock's got swag. What do you think, dude? Yeah. Peacock's got swag. Good judging this season. I like that new kid Dietrichs, but man, that guy was like... Oh, God. He always talked about how he was a boy He was so into Street Kingdom. Street Kingdom. Oh, man. Corny, Come on. Dude. JC's the best, dude. He's so JC's elder. the best. Breaks it down. Also says collar game type. You notice that? Yeah, he's got a good collar game. Shits together. Put that in the flavor bin. Can we go into that Skarsgård interview now? Yeah, That's Alexander Skarsgård. He's the son of actor Stellan Skarsgård. He's and, Vampire Eric. That's and he's all we va- need to say. he's Vampire Eric. He was in Generation Kill. He pops up all over the place. I really like that he was into my obligatory soccer question, which I ask every celebrity. You know why I do that, Bill? Why is that? Because it's the only thing I care about. All right. <laughs> that and flavor, Ben. Flavor. We're here with Alexander Skarsgård. Yes, we are. So we're here in Louisiana. You're in Battleship, the film that you and Colby are working on. How did you get involved with Battleship? Well, it was on Pete Burke, basically. Mm. I met with Pete probably five months ago in, in Los Angeles and died. He was very enthusiastic about it and talking about the project and the character and it sounded like something quite fun. Looking at your resume movies, this is different. Yeah, and that's always something that encourages me in, in terms of like finding new projects. It's, um, I always want that challenge because um, I don't want to get like, bored and complacent. Yeah, get out of your comfort zone. If we go to True Blood a sec, can you get killed at any point, or do you have contract that you'll never get killed off? Or Oh, just... they, they can kill me off tomorrow. You <laughs> do never you worry know. about that at all? Or... You know, I play a vampire, but they can, they can stake me, or they'll find a way to kill me if they want. I don't know. I mean, it's based on a book series, so... And, and Eric, the guy I play on the show, is, is in all the books, but there's still no guarantee, you know. Yeah. We've had characters that were only in the first book that... Alan Ball, the showrunner, really liked it, and so he brought him back. And yeah, there are characters stay. that are, you know, big in in the books that aren't in this, you know. So it's yeah. it has taken on a life of its own. So there's definitely no, uh, I I don't take anything for granted, you know. Play on my team, we'll do it in the daytime. Bill won't know Leave a stain on your brain. Can a dog get some love? Won't trick you like Eric and make you drink blood. Sucky Stackhouse. You had actually been on Generation Kill, right? Yeah. Also an HBO production. Yeah, it was a coincidence. I met with Alan Ball before I, I, I did Generation Kill. He talked about the project, about this Viking vampire. <laughs> Nothing happened. I got Generation Kill, went to Africa, shot that for seven months, and five months in, we're in Maputo in Mozambique shooting, and I, my agent calls me, and he's like, well, Alan Ball is <clears throat> trying to get a hold of you, and you know this vampire show they're they're starting it now and i wasn't available i had two more two months left on on generation kill but then the rider strike in 07 happened so true blood got pushed because of the rider strike and so it was you know i was lucky there i was able to finish generation kill and then come back speaking of true blood 
this last season there was a, a long arc of you getting this kind of family revenge thing or whatever. Now, yeah, I mean, <laughs> why, why didn't they have your dad play your dad? They, Did, was you that know, ever discussed? Well, it's better to save him. You know, I got killed yeah. off there. We'll, we'll, you know, he can be my like vampire associate or something. Like, yeah. Flavor bin, you're so hot. Are you a sports fan with soccer or hockey or? Yeah. What are you into? Well, we uh, call football, or you guys call soccer. That's what you're into soccer. <clears throat> That's definitely my. I grew up uh, in Stockholm watching. Uh, you support like, Grasshopper or something like that? Well, they're from they're from <laughs> Austria. Aren't oh, they? they are. No, Close I, enough. I see the Champions League. Yeah, like, Grasshopper. Tomato, That's a cool tomato. team. <laughs> now I support a team called they're Hammarby. It's uh-huh. from they're from South Stockholm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like working class team, not very good. It's kind of like West Ham in London, I guess. Okay. We have a couple of teams in Stockholm that are like mm. Chelsea, Arsenal, like big rich teams, and Hammarby are. <laughs> Tons of loyal fans, but sure, not yeah. the greatest team. Right. Yeah, I grew up in South Stockholm, so that's definitely like my, you know, my team. And Sweden wasn't in this last World Cup, right? They didn't make it. Nice question. What? I need more flavor. It's a worldwide thing. Whoa! It's a worldwide. Where, where do you spend the majority of your time? I mean, you, you here in trailers like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, you, you sound like a completely domesticated American. No offense, but you know, you've got your English like like that. No, so. I'm not offended. Thank yeah. you. You know that, um, it's something I've uh, worked on, and you're gonna miss out on great opportunities if you have a thick accent. And and because uh, I look very Scandinavian, so if if you combine that with the thick accent, then I'm, I'm gonna end up playing uh, either Scandinavian or like. The German, and they're not making Die Hard, Die Hard Five, like, you know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Within this skyscraper high above the city, twelve terrorists have declared war. They're about to be to a lesson in the real use of power. Flavor bin. If you happen to be in Stockholm another time, like what's the best thing to do in Stockholm? Um, what about one of those ice hotels? I would the, see the one up north. Um, the <laughs> big ice July, hotel up in July. northern Sweden. I've never been, but I've heard it's mm. pretty cool. Gothenburg is the second biggest city in Sweden. It's on the west coast. They have a big music festival there every year called Way Out West. And that was uh, probably the best festival I've been to ever, you know? Freaking Iggy, Iggy Pop was out cool. there. And Beach House from oh, yeah. uh, Baltimore, great band. Uh, Mumford & Sons, mm. The National. If you have a weekend off in August, go check it out. You acted in a scene with Bill. Does he have the chops to... <laughs> I was, does he have a future? Was, he stole the scene. <laughs> he kind of broke you. I, he, he stole it. I was <clears> very, <throat> very impressed. I think if you there's, gave there's, up the graphics, Bill, and just went just full bore full into acting, just yeah. narrow-minded, I think well, you got a future. You know, Phil Hartman, rest in peace. <laughs> That's what he did. He was a, a, a oh, graphic right. designer yeah. and director. And, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> there, there's method acting, and there's the Colby Parker... Just get in there and say something type uh, acting Well, I know school, with, which, if uh, you're going to be in a Pete Berg film and you have a, a small window, uh, he appreciates if you just go for it. <laughs> when you get a script, do you peruse for the intimate scenes right away? With Sookie or um, maybe Lafayette, I don't know. No, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I, it, it's a big moment when I get and it's I'm excited about it. Um, I saw that you were in Zoolander, but I don't remember seeing you. You don't remember? I what? saw it like five what? years ago. Can you <laughs> remind people so we'll all rent it and look for you? Um, I played Mikas, man. Oh, okay, I don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's one of the the roommates. I remember. Oh, sorry, dude. I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't want Flavor to I go out like that. I just want you to think I was jocking you. It's like, excuse me, but have you ever heard of Styling Gel? <laughs>
I'm sure Hansel's heard of styling gel. He's a male model. Well, Earth to Brent, I was making a joke. Uh, Earth to me gives duh, okay. I knew that. Earth to Brent, I'm not so sure you did, because you were all, well, I'm sure he's heard of styling gel. Like you didn't know it was a joke. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the Flavor Bin. We know you're- Thank you, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being part of the team. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, Flavor Bin? Dude, A scars. I really like that guy. Yeah. I think I'm gonna hang out with him some more. <laughs> yeah, he seems he seems real cool, right? Swedes. Why are the Euros so much cooler than us? I don't know. I, I'm I'm part Swedish, so I can't really Yeah, you're semi cool. Flavor. Yeah. I Where know. are we at? We're at Barcade right now, right? Yeah. Brooklyn. It has Marvel Madness, it has Centipede, I'm not mad at Crystal it. Crystal Castles, I have a picture of you playing Berserk. Something about old school video games versus the newer school video games. And that is these older games like Space Invaders or Asteroids. You know, Galaxica. Not Galaxian, but things like Space Invaders, Centipede. Asteroids? Asteroids counts as well. Battlezone or those games. They all had this thing where when you started the game, that was all the weaponry and ability you were ever going to have. Like, you, yeah. you don't have any power-ups. Like, you can't get faster. You can't fire bigger bullets all of a sudden. They, they gave you, like, Missile Command, same way. They gave you everything you're going to have. What about Defender? And, 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 the, and the enemies, yeah, Defender also. Robotron. The enemies just keep coming harder and faster, but your weaponry and skill set stays the same, you know? And then I think there was a point somewhere, Galaga maybe, where someone decided, hey, you can get your ship captured you can like power up, you can shoot twice as much or something. I've seen these old games here at Barcade reminded me of that. Speaking of Berserk, I uh, did a little interview with Quentin Tarantino. You want to check it out, Phil? <laughs> yeah, let's check this out. Flavor Man. and you're listening to The Flavor Bit. Can I ask you a couple yeah, quick no, questions? Sure, Georgia Coolius. Noah Baumbach really got me to the French New Wave a little bit. Yeah, uh -huh. And since I've been watching that, I've noticed, like, even though you say Godard and all them, it feels like Melville is the one that, like, really, like, when I see that, it's like what reminds me of you most. Well, I would agree with that, too, but Melville isn't officially part of the, the, the new wave. He was uh -huh. there, he was he, he was the only director working in France that they kind of admired that was still working. Yeah. So he was kind of an inspirational godfather to them. But he's not an officially a member of the of the new wave. Not only that, he didn't really even care for their movies. He didn't like their kind of amateurish ways of shooting. Yeah, yeah. He liked Raoul Walsh and guys yeah. like that and everything. But, you know, but... Uh, and then the American sort yeah, of yeah. noir guys, obviously. Right, yeah, he loved those, actually. But the thing is, yeah, no, I, I, I adore Melvin. I think he's fantastic. Like, when I think of like when you watch his like commentaries and the you know the raincoats or yeah, the yeah. trenches and the hats, it's like oh, no one was wearing that. Oh yeah, no the Stetson hat. No, he, no, he, he, <laughs> and you did that with like yeah. Pulp Fiction with the suits. You know that's well, I've always well I've always felt that like when it came to. Um, with my black suits, I always looked at the other, the other genre directors that really kind of created a, a mythology of mm -hmm. their own, a world of their own. You know, you were basically, as far as I'm concerned, you're talking about Sergio Leone and you're mm -hmm. talking about Jean-Pierre Melville. Exactly. And in both of the cases, Leone with his dusters and Melville with his trench coats and his suits, those were basically, those were the, those were the suits of armor sure. that he put his knights in. And that's how he looked at it. And to me, the black suit was the suit of armor I put my knights in. What would you recommend as your favorite Melville? Well, the most famous one... Um, samurai. Probably. Yeah, the most the famous one is Lee Samurai. I mean, almost being overtaken now by Army of Shadows because of this big release. But my favorite is still uh, Lidolos. 
I think Lidos is one of the best scripts ever written. It is just, it's great. Yeah, fantastic. Especially, but it's confusing until the end. Yeah, but then, that's, that's, that's why I think it's one of the best scripts, though, all right, is, yeah. is, is that very thing. Because it's, it, the minute I start getting ridiculously confused in a movie where I don't know what's going on, I usually emotionally check out, like most people. That's a weird movie that, even though you kind of lose track of what's going on, you don't emotionally check out, even though everything is confusing you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it gets to the end, and they do the entire movie again and show you what you, and show you everything you didn't see, and everything makes sense all of a sudden. And I just as a young man seeing that, I just thought that was the most creative thing I, I, I could have ever saw. Um, so I'm going to work on uh, Battleship. Uh, uh-huh. Can you recommend any movies I should watch as reference? Warship or Navy? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a weird subgenre because you know. Final Countdown. Yeah. That yeah. Well, that was, that was the first thing that came to my head. All right. <laughs> Final Countdown is fun. It just doesn't quite deliver the goods. Right? Uh-huh, There's yeah. one moment when they blow the zeros out of the sky and the whole audience screams, but yeah. it kind of peaks early. Hey, y'all, what up, what up? One, two, one, two, one, two. This is Bobby Dorsey. You are now catching the flavor on the Flavor Bin, and I'm doing this drop in a whole way at a party. <laughs> Phil, what are you making there? It's a little something I've been working on. You're familiar with like half lemonade and half iced tea, right? Well, I'm used to half a beer, half a lemonade is a shanty. You've heard about a half lemonade and half iced tea. It's an Arnold Palmer. Yeah, well, what I'm doing here, this is um, two parts lemonade and one part Sprite, and it's the Robert Palmer. As in, like, the power station? (laughs) Yeah, this is something I've been working on. Did Robert Palmer actually drink that? No. Because an Arnold Palmer was Arnold Palmer's favorite drink. (laughs) You should have saved this for a flavor kill. It'd still be a flavor kill. Should I take a hit off that, or you want to make me my own? You can go ahead and try it if you want. Mmm. The Robert Palmer. It's nice. How come you don't uh, bring out the uh, the flavor a little more? I thought, I thought it was pretty dope. How is it possible for workaholics to be so good? I, I know. I was going to save it for a flavor kill. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, no, it's bigger than a flavor kill. It needs its own section. It is really good. They get away with a lot of drugs, right? They're always doing drugs. They're eating shrooms in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. They just curse, but they just beep it out. It's like watching black and white TV and you don't even realize and you think you've watched something in color. Yeah. I hear them say fuck or shit even though they beep it out. Crazy. You know what one of my pet peeves is, Colby? Talk to me, Bill. I hate it when people are real fucking smug and proud that they don't have a television set. Don't you hate that? Or they grew up without it. Yeah, fuck fucking, off. and fuck you. Because I find a lot of those same people get super fascinated by, um, like, they always want to come over to watch American Idol or something. You know what I mean? You ever notice that? It's like, oh, I don't have a TV, but um, I, I kind of want to come over and I, I'm really into American Idol. The experiences you. I've dealt with those people, they're more like, they think, you know, TV's beneath them, yet yeah, they, they all work in film, too. Fuck off. <laughs> you know, like, they get really fascinated by something that people that actually have a TV are over and bored yeah. with. Sure, come over for Shark Week. I mean, that's my 15th <laughs> year of it, but come on over. <laughs> This is my man, Joe Mench, who um, has a problem with dealing with authority. 
so he was a PA on a couple Scorsese films, but just sort of tried to acclimate himself in with the director and DPs, and it's a pretty funny story. Check it out. Flavor bit. Colby Parker Jr. with Joe Mench. Started off working for uh, Martin Scorsese. My first job was a PA on The Aviator. The Aviator. Uh, I had to bring him coffee and script copies in the morning, and other people coffee too, not just him. So you would actually talk to Scorsese? Occasionally, yeah. What did you ask him? Well, I went up to him and I asked him how many takes it took to get the uh, Copacabana shot in uh, Goodfellas. The one taker through the all one the, take yeah. through the kitchen. So you just walk, he's just standing around. You're like, um, excuse me, Scorsese, how many? Or you just start right in with the question. Well, you sort of you get closer and closer in proximity, and you gauge <laughs> his mood, and you see if he's in like he feels like talking, if he's joking around with other people. Yeah. You know, and then you uh, you see your chance, and you jump in. Eventually, I, I saw my chance, and I just asked him how many takes it took to get the Copacabana shot. He thought for about three seconds. He just looks down, and then he looks up at me and goes, 12. And so I go, um, so which take did you end up using? He gives me this weird look, and then he looks down again, looks up, he goes, number seven. <laughs> he remembered the take? Do you think he had a little respect for you that you asked which take? I hope so. I don't know. That was pretty much the end of the convo, though. <laughs> He's like, number seven, and then walked away? <laughs> yes. No, I walked away. What's your top three Scorsese films? Um, Taxi Driver, Mean Streets, Raging Bull. His early stuff. So Goodfellas, Casino. Still good but movies, you like, but... You like the early, why the early Raw stuff? I just, uh, I like the characters more, especially Taxi Driver. They were, they were more complex. Uh-huh. I found the characters in Goodfellas sort of types. Yeah. Except for maybe Henry, who was the main character. I mean, that was good. Yeah. But... I don't know. Goodfellas is more attitude than story for me. Yeah. And uh, Taxi Driver really goes deep. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for sharing those with us. <laughs> so which take was it again? Number seven. Let me do this. Dave and waiting for Signs all over Baton Rouge. McRib is back. So you purchased one. I haven't had a McRib for probably about seven years. I, I remember when they used to have little foam boxes, though. Yeah, oh, no foam box. Huh? No, I asked for no onions. They used to have the thickest uncooked onions. How do they get the actual rib out of the McRib? <laughs> they grow little pigs like this. Yeah, McRib. McRib is back. Have you just hopped in the time machine to a better time? A I did. I time? just I just hit 88 miles per hour, man. Oh, what is that sound? Is that Flavor Cules? It's time for Flavor Cules. You want to go ahead and kick it off? All right. My first one is going to be the film Enter the Void. It's definitely worth watching. That's a great one. I love that one. Okay, mine, also a film, Flavor Cule. Criterion's Lost and Found, the BBS story. The American film production company in the late 60s, early 70s that used the money they made from creating the monkeys to fund the films Easy Rider, Five Easy Pieces, Head, The Last Picture Show, and others, and they're all included in this box set. That's the BBS story. 
good value. So we flipped some cash and made those tripped up abstract gems. Nice. Yeah, a lot of Jack Nicholson, Dennis Hopper stuff going on. Yeah, they were definitely freaking it, right? They were just right in directing. Probably getting their hands on some girls back then, I would imagine. Toes, maybe. My next cue is the fashion cue, saddle shoes. I've been rocking these out and people have been sweating my style hard. What else is new, Parker? My next one's a little more domestic, a cooking cue. Reading and gleaning the comments section about a recipe on online recipe websites. A lot of good suggestions and substitutions or improvements to the original recipe are found in the comments section underneath the recipe itself. I thought your cue was gonna be about crockpots. <laughs> I'm saving that more for the fall. Autumnal, <laughs> seasonal thing, crockpot. Bill, do you yearn for the days when you could turn on MTV and be influenced by a music video? Yes. Well, head over to MTVU. It's like the college radio station when you were a kid, but with music videos. I'll do it. This means I can get rid of my old VHS tapes of 120 minutes and amp and stuff like that. Subterranean? Headbangers Ball. MTVU. Check your uh, local cable listings for channels. Okay, my next one is like a California QL. Since I've been spending so much time out here in Los Angeles, the Hennessy and Ingalls Art and Architecture Bookstore in Santa Monica on Wilshire. Also in Hollywood. Excellent bookstore. I'm going to go into a cooking cue and hype up my favorite piece of the uh, chicken. It's the uh, chicken thigh. Bar none, the juiciest, best piece of the chicken. A little salt and pepper, a little rub. Uh, another trick, Bill, is rub your chicken thigh in flour. That'll help the rub stick on there when you cook it on the grill. I think my mom would agree with you on that flavor kill. She's really a big advocate of chicken thighs. Over breasts. They get too dry, my mom claims. Too dry, too dry. Why not take a trip down memory lane on my next flavor cue, which is the Wikipedia page of NFL nicknames, with favorites like the no-name defense, Eric Coriel, one of my favorites, of course. The Sack Exchange. Orange Crush. Purple People Eater. Steel Curtain. Anyway, the Wikipedia page of NFL nicknames. How many do we have left? You have one, and then I have one. All right, Phil, this is, this is a tough one to admit, but I'm really into these right now. Have you heard of a man pond? No. What is that? Sometimes you might have spicy food and you might have a little irritation down there. Just, oh my God. That's not what I'm going to say. Man pond. Uh, my final flavor cue is revisiting the Repo Man soundtrack. Mm. What's up? I'm Rob Patterson. You're listening to Flavor Bin. Hope it's amazing. Quit your sniveling. It's time for the Peter Berg Motivational Moment. If you're out there and somebody asks you what you think about something, anything, whether it's political, whether it's a movie, a concert, it's a finger painting that your friend's kid does, have an opinion. Uncross your arms, take a side, be willing to defend it, educate yourself, research your facts, get them straight, and have an opinion. I'm kind of uh, neither here nor there on that one. <laughs> you know, just kidding, Pete. What is your favorite motivational moment of all time? Wow. The wake up two hours early one. There it is. There it is. This is my favorite jam. <sighs> so good to hear it again. I want to give a shout out to, who was that dude? Paul from Ammo. Over on Highland. Ammo on Highland. Say hi to Paul the waiter. Yeah, man. You and your crew. I want to thank Alexander Skarsgård, Scott Campbell, Quentin Tarantino, 
Uh, Bill, am I forgetting anyone? Peter Berg. Peter Berg. The state of Louisiana. Oh, yeah. And the town of Baton Rouge. What a place. Uh, the Cove. Bulldogs. Dude, yeah. that town just revolved around drinking. They were very lenient on their drinking and driving, I must say, too. It was almost like Vegas. Yeah. Like, LA's kind of two drinks. You can get away with four or five in Baton Rouge. What was the chicken place I liked? Uh, I think it was Kings. <laughs> yeah. It's all fresh. When you eat that chicken, you'll never have roast beef again. Y'all enjoy seeing 